Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. So some of you may know today is Pentecost Sunday. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) My message today is the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to start reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And you know what? Today's Pentecost Sunday, but as far as I'm concerned, every day is Pentecost Day. (laughs) Every day is an opportunity for God to work in us and through us. Every day is a day to walk with Jesus, and that's an incredible thing. So Acts 2, 1 to 4, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were. And Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And John fourteen sixteen to 17. And I will pray the Father, this is the words of Jesus, and he will give you another helper, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The word for helper in Greek is the paraclete, the parakletos. And it's the comforter and the helper. So Father God, we just come before your throne of grace today in the precious and the matchless name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Father, I pray that as I bring this word today that you've laid on my heart, Lord, you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. That you, Father God, would touch through me, you would flow through me, you would just, Lord, people wouldn't see me, they wouldn't hear me, they would hear you speaking through me, Father God. I just get out of the way so you can flow through me this morning, Lord God. God, I just pray for every person in this house that each one of us will leave this place knowing you more, loving you more, closer to you, Father God. Lord, receiving the conviction as you speak into each heart this morning, Lord God, by the power of your Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome in this place. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour. And everyone said, Amen. So Pentecost Sunday uh, has been assigned in the church as a commemoration day when um, the, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit happened, when the Holy Spirit was received in the early church. John the Baptist prophesied of the first Pentecost when Jesus would baptise with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And Jesus confirmed that prophecy uh, with the promise of the Holy Spirit to the disciples in John fourteen twenty six. Jesus showed himself to the disciples after his death on the cross and his resurrection, showing that he was alive. And he told the disciples to wait. Another version says to tarry in Jerusalem for the Father's gift of the Holy Spirit from whom they would receive power to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. And today, Pentecost is still celebrated in Israel. It's one of the three great uh, Jewish 
calendar festivals, the others being Pesach, which is Passover, or, and the other one is Sukkot, which celebrates freedom from slavery. So it's a precedent that's been set and we've taken hold of it. But as I said, we can walk with the power of the Holy Spirit every day. So when the disciples came down from the upper room, they faced what they felt in the natural was an impossible task. It just loomed before them great. They, they were charged to announce that Jesus of Nazareth, a man executed as a common criminal, was in very fact the divine Son of God, God in the flesh, God incarnate, who had come to give his life for each and every person who had ever lived, who ever will live, and who is ever living today. And so they were charged with this commission to go and teach that Jesus is the way. He is the Messiah. He was the Christ who was to come. He was the promised one. And they were responsible to persuade others that Jesus who through his death on the cross, it was just such a humiliating death and yet he had victory in that time on the cross because he rose again three days in the grave and he rose and he conquered hell and he conquered death and he made a way for us to know that we can live in life and live in victory as far as we allow God to invade our lives and as far as we surrender to Jesus and that is an everyday thing that we need to do. And sometimes we walk in the power of the Spirit and some days we walk not in the power of the Spirit. Some days we walk in the flesh. Some days we walk with eyes on things that are not what God wants us to have our eyes on, focusing on things that are going to distract us because there will always be distractions taking us away from the things that God wants us to know. But Jesus has conquered death. He has conquered sin. Amazing. So I want to just bring to you, I'm going to put some context in. I'm going to build a platform here of who the person of the Holy Spirit is and then I want to bring some revelation and I want to bring some application. Is that okay if I do that? And forgive me if I get really passionate because I'm passionate about Jesus. I am passionate about the fact that he came for us, that he left us with his spirit. He did not leave us as orphans. He left us with the power of his spirit. He left us with the comforter, the helper, the guide, the teacher, the one who will show us truth in all things. He left us not as orphans floundering without a father, without a mother, without any guidance, without anyone to look to. He left us with his spirit and it was... Jesus had to die to leave the Spirit of God here. Old Testament, revelation of the Holy Spirit was given through the prophets. New Testament, death of Jesus. And we have access to the Father through the blood of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm excited about that. I had a prayer retreat last week. I went away because God had put some things on my heart that I needed to really pray about and seek him about. And, you know, in that time, from the moment I walked into that place on my own, except with my dog, my dog was with me, I walked into that place and the power of the Holy Spirit filled that place and, and he absolutely shattered me again and again as I'd surrendered afresh to him and the things he wants to do in me, through me, 
through us as a church, as the body of Christ gathered together in Bridge City Church and beyond and all of the things that he wants to do in us, can I encourage you, make some time to spend with Jesus. Make some time to pray to the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus and ask him to direct your path. Ask him to show you what you need to know. Ask him to lead you and guide you in the things that you need to do because it's revolutionary. It's life-changing. And I've been a Christian since 1992. I've been a pastor since 1997. And yet there's no end to God. There is no end to him. He is always creator God. And my voice is going, sorry. And he's never finished with us. He's not like some fairy godmother father that dangles a carrot and says, come and do this. And you're looking forward to doing something and then it's over. There is no end to God. There is no end to his power. There's no end to the things he wants to work in us and through us. He is amazing. And we can get excited about him in the house because he is worth and he is worthy of praise. He's worthy of honour. He's worthy of glory. And I've gone right off my notes. Sorry, I'm going to come back now. Context, okay. The person of the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He hasn't a body. He is not a physical entity. But he is not a force and he is not an it. He is the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit introduces us to the Son. The Holy Spirit plays an incredible part in every transaction leading to redemption, to salvation. The Holy Spirit in John 6, 44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. Ephesians 4, 30 to 32, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of prophecy and he reveals the future. As in Simeon in Luke chapter 2 verse 26, it had been revealed to him, that Simeon, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Agabus in Acts 21.11, when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet and said, thus says the Holy Spirit. You shall, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into their hands. The Holy Spirit spoke through Acts, through the book of Acts, through the the whole of the New Testament. It was an incredible thing that he would often give natural illustrations of what was about to happen in the Spirit. Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father, John 15, 26. When the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Holy Spirit is sent by Christ from the Father and always points to and glorifies Christ Jesus. He lives today in the hearts of every born-again believer and his desire is always to point us to the Father and to always glorify him in all things of God. John 16, 14. It says, he, 
that's the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. He sanctifies and he edifies. He sets us apart and he declares things as holy. He edifies us as the church and he instructs. And the edification that he does is he instructs us in our innermost being. He shows us the things we should be doing, the things we shouldn't be doing. He improves our minds, our morals, our standards and brings them in line with the word of God. It's an incredible thing. And he imparts love, the love of God. Sometimes in the worship, you might just feel that sense of enfolding. And as the Holy Spirit comes in the worship and in your, in your personal time with God, you feel the love of God. You feel enfolded by the love of God. That's the Holy Spirit ministering to you. He is amazing. He is amazing. And while ever you love Jesus, you are never alone. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is just amazing. I... Could tell you lots of things, but I better stick to my script, better Oh, he imparts love, he brings hope, and we all need hope, don't we? Romans 5, 3 to 5, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Who glories in their tribulations? Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans 15, 13, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Look, these scriptures are are not an exhaustive list of scriptures. They're just some that have been really personal for me and have really ministered to me. So you do your own search on what you want to know about the Holy Spirit. So where was he at the beginning? He was there at creation. He was there at the, at the very beginning. Although there was no beginning in God, but he was there at creation. Genesis 1-2, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Psalm 104 verse 30, you send forth your spirit and they are created and you renew the face of the earth. Amazing. He is the worker. The Holy Spirit is the worker of healing and miracles. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 to 11, another faith by the same Spirit to another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit to another, the working of miracles to another, prophecy to another, discerning of spirits to another, different kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. He is our healer. God is our healer. If you're broken, Jesus can heal you. If you're sick, spirit, soul, body, Jesus can heal you by the power of his spirit. And we're going to open the altar after the service this morning to allow God to minister to you, to those who would come as only he can minister. So he's always with us. He dwells with us. 
That's his omnipresence. John 14, 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He is always with you. Hebrews 13, 5, he will never leave us nor forsake us. You can't escape the Holy Spirit. You cannot escape from when you love Jesus, he's with you always. So there's no hiding from him. You might think you can hide, you know, like little kids when they say, you can't see me. They cover their eyes and you can see them so completely, but you can't hide from the Holy Spirit. Psalm 139, 7, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? He knows all things. It's his omniscience. God has revealed things to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And he's all-powerful, his omnipotence. The conception of Jesus in the womb of his mother Mary... That was the all-powerful omnipotence of the Holy Spirit. Luke one thirty-five. the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One, that's Jesus, who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Gives me goosebumps. Romans 8.11, but if the Spirit... Of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. We've got to wait on the power of the spirit. Think about that. That same spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives within you. See, when we are born again, when we accept Jesus as Saviour and Lord, he comes to live inside of us. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues is another separate act. But the moment we say yes to Jesus, he comes and he lives inside of us. The Spirit of God dwells within us. It's an incredible thing, an amazing thing because he is the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. So we wait on the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's go back to our opening scripture. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one cord, in one place, in one accord. That means in unity. That means that where you're in unity, God commands that blessing. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. You don't see the wind. You see the effect that the wind has. You can hear the wind. But that mighty wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house. Could you imagine that? They were sitting in a house and it filled that house. (laughs) And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was in the early church days. It is no different now. The gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit was not just limited to when the disciples walked the earth. Jesus, the same, yesterday, today, forever. What happened then can and does happen now and will happen now because the glory of the latter house, that's us, will be greater than the glory of the former house. 
God wants to pour his spirit out upon all flesh as at the day of Pentecost. So how much more now in the world today when we need to know Jesus, we need to walk in his power, we need to walk in his presence, we need to know what our, our task is in him, we need to know what his plan is so that we can walk out our salvation in fear and trembling. And that's not fear that paralyzes and binds you and puts you in a corner rocking and sucking your thumb. It's a fear and awe. It's an awesome reverence for God because God who sent his only son to die for me for you has made a way for us to know him that curtain has been torn he made a way through and we can enter boldly into the the throne room of God with our petitions with our prayers with our hurts with our our need with our fear our anxiety with our breaking hearts and God's power and his spirit comes upon us and fills us and touches us and heals us today today Amazing God. And the tongues of fire. Tongues as a fire on each head. When we look at fire, fire's got capacity to burn. Fire has got capacity to destroy. The fire also has the capacity to light the way to energise the heat that comes from the fire. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and he burns out the stuff that's in us that's not pleasing to God and that has robbed us of the joy and the blessing of our life, maybe even till today, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us as fire, we can trust him with what he wants to do in our lives. The Holy Spirit will burn out the rubbish in our lives and each one of us if you've been alive more than one day you'll have stuff because that's the nature of the life that we live so when God touches us by his spirit and as a fire that comes upon us he brings conviction of sin and he doesn't bring condemnation that is look at people people will bring condemnation the Holy Spirit will only ever convict and that's because he doesn't want to destroy. He wants to build. He wants to rebuild in us. He wants to raise us up to where he wants us to be. The Holy Spirit will bring that conviction. When he touches us, he brings that healing. He wants to baptise us in the power of his spirit. When we're born again, that power is available for us. You see, without the Spirit of God, we can get along for a, a while, okay. We do it in our strength. We do it with our intellect. We do it leaning on others. We do it with whatever is in our hand. But when trouble and tribulation come, you can't lean on yourself and you can't lean on others. When things happen in your life which are life-shattering and life-changing, that's when we need to draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. When those things happen in our lives that can absolutely knock the breath out of us, knock our feet out from under us, where you feel like you can't go on, you can't see your way out of a place of darkness, let the fire of the Holy Spirit light the way, let the fire of the Holy Spirit minister to you. 
minister to you in a way that only God can gather around you like-minded Christian souls who will pray for you, who will encourage you, who will love on you. But at the end of the day, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that does he does in us that no one else can do. Not good psychology, not good counseling. And the Holy Spirit will always work in conjunction with the word of God. It will always be confirmed through the word of God. It's like when we have the Holy Spirit, it's like the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis, which is the Greek. It's like if you look at a PowerPoint, you know the power's there, but you don't access the power until it's switched on. And that's where God baptises us with the Holy Spirit and with power. And we can know his touch in our life so that we can walk and be sustained by him when our weakness, in our weakness is his strength made perfect. Many, many times I've prayed a prayer, Lord, I can't, but I know you can. Lord, I don't want to. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I know all of you, most of you in this place today can relate to that and know what I'm talking about. So it's that power of the Holy Spirit that brings conviction in your heart. This is what I want you to do, but Lord, I don't want to. This is what I want you to do. And then you look at Jesus and it's like, Lord, whatever you want me to do. So the key is fixing your eyes on Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of your faith. For the joy that was set before him, and that's us, that's everyone in this world. He did not despise the shame of the cross, but he went willingly knowing that he was fulfilling God's purpose for him. It was the reason that he came. That was the reason Jesus came, to die for us, to die in our place. Amazing. Do you find it amazing? (laughs) So he says, tarry, wait. Don't move, don't leave the city. Wait until you're imbued with that power from on high. Wait on Jesus. Wait on the word of the Lord. Wait on his timing in the things that we need to do. He's never early, he's never late. Wait for that word of truth that he's going to give you for your life and for your situation because he is the spirit of truth, our comforter, another one like Jesus and our teacher. Jesus left us with his spirit and he said in John 16, 5, Now I go away to him who sent me. But none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he'll convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you will see me no more, and of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. 
for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. God reveals his truth to us in the measure that we are able to digest at any given time. He reveals it through his word. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto his path, our path. He reveals it one step at a time because sometimes I think if he revealed too much ahead, we would just, we would be a little bit overwhelmed. But he reveals the truth that we need just one step at a time. Now I want to do this in you. And now I want to do this through you. His truth. His truth is absolutely objective. It's not subject to our situations because God is above all of our situations and he cares so intensely and so incredibly about everything that is part of our life. Every situation. He shows us what we need to know. Have you ever had this aha moment when you're praying about something and you just feel, I always feel it's like a click in my stomach, <laughs> a little click in my spirit. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's not a good thing, sometimes it's a warning, sometimes it's a watch this, sometimes it's a do this. But you feel that sense of connection with God by his spirit when he says, I want you to, I want you to hear me, I want you to do this. You see, all our circumstances, only God can know fully because he knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. And we've got to trust him with those circumstances. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. How am I going for time? And then that goes on in that verse, it's in um, 1 Corinthians and it says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What an incredible statement. When we are walking with God, when we're praying to him, when we're praising him, God will reveal to us the truth that we need to know for our now, for our now to move us into our tomorrow. Amazing. We have the mind of Christ. Not what you think, not what you see, not what you feel, not what you hear, but what God is saying to you, confirmed through his word by the Spirit of God. Amazing. Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Romans 8, 26 to 27, likewise the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Holy Spirit will help you pray. And you know what? Sometimes we don't know how to pray. 
But I find that the more we fix our eyes on Jesus, the Holy Spirit will pray through us and you'll just get that little inkling, I need to pray this or I need to pray that. Or if you're baptised in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you pray in the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will always show you and confirm to you what his good will is. Not always the full picture. Sometimes we're so bowed down with things that are coming against us that we really don't know how to pray. We don't even have the energy to pray. And you know what? I find that the Lord's Prayer is an incredible thing because it covers every facet of our life. Everything that we need is in the model prayer. And I pray sometimes, Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come in this situation as it is in heaven. Praying in the Spirit. Being filled by the Spirit to allow the healing that we need from the inside out. Because healing is not just a one-off event. It's a process. It's an all-of-life thing. Because even if you, you're good with God and God's done incredible things in your life, there is still more and life happens around you. So we can trust in God That one word from him, one touch from him, just as Pastor Andrew preached last week, one touch, just one touch from the Father and it can give you clarity and it can bring healing and it can bring direction. But it's birthed and born by the Spirit of God on the inside of us so that we're not relying on what we're seeing or hearing or feeling but we're bringing those feelings through, through our soul, into our spirit and saying, Lord, I don't know, I don't understand but show me what I need to know from this. Show me where I need to go. Show me what I need to do. Show me whether I need to be sit, walk, run, stand, never retreating. We never retreat from God. We will hold our ground in God. So we stand. We stand firmly. We stand in the armour of God. Ephesians chapter 6. Girded with the belt of truth. The Holy Spirit is the belt of truth. The helmet of salvation. The Holy Spirit draws us to salvation. We lift up a shield of faith. God gives us the faith to believe because the Holy Spirit believes and breathes on us and leads us into that place where we can say, yes, Lord, I believe. I'm holding up that shield of faith so I can continue to walk with you. Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace, the words of Jesus, the word of the Lord, that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And I just spat everywhere. Sorry. (laughs) I'm glad the front row's not any closer. (laughs) Unreal. And it's meant to be unreal because if it was real, it's, it's like the natural, the natural we see and feel. But the supernatural, the power of the Spirit of God is above our concept. And we don't have to work it all out bit by bit. We trust God. We know that the nature of God, He's loving, He's kind, He is good. He has a plan for our lives. He has a purpose for our life. And we can trust Him with ourselves. We can trust Him with our loved ones. We can trust Him with our circumstances. And the Holy Spirit is the one who dwells within us and says, peace, be still, be still. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. God will be exalted as you trust him and as you wait on him and as you allow him to work in you by the power of his spirit. God, 
He can just burn out every root of every tree that is not bearing fruit in our lives so that we become productive in him. He is a restorer. He restores us. He raises us up, brings us from out of darkness into light, calls us from out of the land of the enemy, seats us upon the throne with him. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus our Lord above those circumstances. He is a God of love and truth and hope. <laughs> he hasn't left us as orphans. We are adopted. We can cry out to him, Abba, Father. Do you know in Israel, when you're out in the streets, you hear the little children running around with their mums and dads saying, Abba, Ima, Mama, <laughs> Abba, Abba. And it's just such an incredible, incredible understanding that God is our Abba, Father. Our natural fathers, good or not so good that we've had. Our Heavenly Father is perfect. God is spirit. God is wondrous. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit is for us all. Why? Why? To be witnesses. The one who tells what they have seen and heard. That we would be witnesses of the glory of God in our lives and his healing in our life and how he has worked in our life and how he wants to work in our life. And sometimes we even use words when we're witnesses. But sometimes I find more often than not it's through kindness, it's through love, it's through showing the love of God to others. It's, for, it's, it's having that servant heart to esteem others higher than ourselves. It's serving to the full capacity, knowing that you're serving God, not serving man. To be witnesses in your local community and beyond Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. To make a difference in your world, starting with you, starting with your family, drawing you close to God, to do all he's called you to do in his strength and not your own. Because he says in Matthew 11, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So whatever he gives you to do, you can do because he's given you the strength to do it. Those he calls, he equips. Hebrews 13. We know that in our weakness is his strength made perfect and we can trust in him. 2 Corinthians 12, to bring Christ into every situation that we're involved in. I love this scripture. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. So when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of, listen for the voice of God. Listen for the voice of God. And sometimes you'll hear it in your ear and sometimes you'll hear it in your spirit in your innermost being. And he will say, a little to the left, a little to the right, keep going, hold your ground here. He will show us. He'll speak, he'll direct, 
He'll correct. Sometimes our crooked paths and our deep valleys that we're walking in, if he doesn't straighten it or doesn't raise the valley, he will give you the strength to walk through what you're walking through. You see, God wants to be involved in in every aspect of your life and every decision that you want to make, every decision that you need to make. You may not always understand it, but you can trust him. His promise is that he makes all things beautiful in its time. And he's going to lead you into his word and teach you through it and give you revelation. He'll raise in you a spirit of praise and worship. And that praise and worship arms you for battle. Because when things start coming against you and you start to sing to Jesus, the cares disappear and all you can see is Jesus and the light that he would show you by his spirit and and the direction that he would give you as you worship him. Because what you're doing is you're lifting Jesus above your circumstances. You're raising your life above what we see and hear and feel. And you're saying, I'm giving it to you. I'm praising you. Yet I will praise the Lord. Though he slay me in Job. Though he slay me, yet I will praise him. I will love him. I will worship him. I will honour him. I will pray to him. I will seek his face. Because when you seek his face, there is a light like no other. And he will show you this is the way. Come. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'm going to give you rest. I'll give you what you need. Fear not. Holy Spirit will take away all fear and anxiety from you. And he'll give you the perspective from God to show you what to do. You can trust him. I'm out of time. Are we okay? So Acts 2, 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. I must be an old man because I dream dreams. (laughs) And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy to know him, to be born again, to surrender your life to him. And it starts with surrendering your life to Jesus. That's the very beginning. That is the start. Verse 21 And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. To call upon the name of Jesus because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we call upon the name of Jesus and he saves us. And it's an event. But the soto, which is the salvation of our soul, is a whole of life thing. He continues to work in us by his spirit. So sometimes if you look at Christians, you think, well, they're not very Christian. Well, God's at work in their life. We don't look at others. 
we look at ourselves and say, Lord, what would you have me do today? Keep your eyes on Jesus and he'll show you. So shall we pray? Hmm. Father God, on this day where we absolutely honour and celebrate you in this church, every Sunday we do that, Lord God. But today of all days, as, as we've spoken of the Holy Spirit today, I pray for a, du- a direct revelation into each and every heart of the power of your spirit and what you want to do in each life today. Father, I thank you that, Lord, as we confess Jesus as Saviour and as Lord, we become born again by the Spirit of God. We confess our sins. You are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We believe, Jesus, you are the Son of God, that you died for us, you died in our place. And Father, I pray right now for anyone in this place or listening online that would say, I need Jesus, I need this Jesus that she's speaking about. Lord, that you would minister to every heart, and we just pray right now. Father, we come to you believing that you sent Jesus for us. We ask for forgiveness of our sin. We know that Jesus is your son, our saviour, our deliverer, our healer. We thank you, Lord God, that you've made a way that we can be right with you. We give our lives to you now in the mighty name of Jesus. We surrender to you. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that as we look to you now, you fill us, Lord God, with your presence by your Holy Spirit, that you come into our hearts, you indwell us. God, we commit our lives into your hands now. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us. We would love to resource you and help you. But for those of us in this house who know you and love you, Lord God, I pray, Father God, for the fullness of the power of the Spirit of God to come on each and every one. Everyone that would say yes to you today, that would reach out to you today, Father God, that they would leave this place knowing you more, loving you more, more full of your Spirit today, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that there would be healing that comes as each one in their hearts opens to you and says, Lord Jesus, fill me anew today. Be filled with the Spirit. Speak to each other with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And Lord, that is a being filled continually to overflowing. Lord God, that we would not run dry and we would just give you all the praise and all the glory in everything that we do, Father. I speak a fresh infilling of your Spirit, Lord God, over our congregation today. And Father, it is to be to fulfil your purpose in our lives, Lord God, to be the witnesses, to be the bearers of the, the spirit of truth in our lives that only you can speak through us, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, for such revelation to come with each one today, Lord God, that none of us will ever be the same again. Not my words, Lord, your words. Touch every heart, fill every heart to overflowing now, Father God. Lord, where you're bringing conviction, Lord God, let there be a laying down of those things that are creating barriers for each one to come so clearly through to the foot of the cross and lift their eyes to you now. I pray, Father, breakthrough in areas where people have been seeking after you, where people have been wanting so much more, wanting a direction, Father. I pray align each one of us, Father, to your direction and your purpose and your plan. And God, I pray right now for those who want to be baptised in the Holy Spirit and filled with the evidence 
evidence of speaking in other tongues, Lord, that you would come down as those tongues of fire and minister to each one and rest upon their heads, Lord God, as they open their hearts to you now, Father God. Lord, I commit this message into your hands. I pray, Father God, that you, Lord God, would just minister to each one. And Father, I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour, Lord God, because it's all you. It's all you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.